We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 Fantasy Football Week 4 Rankings Update NFL Injury Report and DraftKings ownership for the main slate. If you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings for the main slate, hit the description. The Pat Mayo Open Listeners League link is down there right now. It's getting full very quickly. So I suggest you go get your up to three spots right now. Rake free. That's why you want to play in it. Also, I'll be using the ownership projections from FTNDaily.com. Use code Mayo. Get yourself a discount at FTNDaily.com. Ownership projections, actual projections, lineup builder, lineup optimizer, cornerback, and wide receiver tools. Plus, there's a bunch of free stuff up there as well for the tools if you're looking for it. Offensive line, defensive line, pace stats, all that stuff. FTNDaily.com. Don't be afraid to smash the like button either. And thank Tell me in the comment section who your favorite play on DraftKings, regardless of position, regardless of price, the one guy you need to lock into your lineups this week. Also, for the first time this week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be taking your questions. We're going to be doing a Q&A. I am live at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday morning with Brad Evans. We're doing a mini show, then taking your questions. But if you want to get your question answered before that, drop it in the comment section of this video. And then Saturday evening after the Saturday injury report around 7 p.m. Eastern Time, that's usually when I update my rankings for Saturday to have overnight going into Sunday. When I update them again, uh, I will go back into the comment section and answer as many questions questions that are in there as possible so if you have your questions drop them in i will get back to you saturday evening and answer those so they're there for you on sunday morning good to go but please tune into the show on sunday morning it's live remember to smash the like button too that always goes a long way if you're listening on the audio podcast leave a five-star rating you're feeling good and generous please leave a five-star review let's hop into this injury report michael thomas is out jared cook is out against the lions 
the first thing that I saw was like, that total still at 54. Maybe the Lions can put up these points, but you think that the Saints are going to want to play a very slow pace game? When I asked you that question about like a lock button on someone, it turns out that Alvin Kamara might be the guy. He dominates whenever, I mean, he dominates anyway, but whenever Michael Thomas is out of the game, uh, then we're looking at an overload of Alvin Kamara. And I don't think that the Detroit defense can probably stop him. They might just say, you know what? Have your 30 touches, do your damage. We're going to try to do the rest. Both starting corners for the Saints also out in this game. So maybe the under doesn't look as good as maybe it at, does at first glance. I still like that under 40 or under 54, though. That's just that's a number that's going to drop. If you get it right now at 54, it'll probably be like 51 and a half by the time that it comes down to. I elevated Galladay and Marvin Jones in my rankings and Matt Stafford. You can find all of the rankings in the description of this video. They're updated as of the time of this filming. Like I said, they'll be updated again on Saturday evening and again on Sunday morning after the inactives. I'll, I'll update them as soon as I get up. And then after the inactives have officially come out, I will update them again if there are any changes. So keep on that uh, if you're looking for the start set. There is a start set tool at ftnfantasy.com. You just type in the players that you want, puts all their projections next to them. Very easy way to do everything uh, if you just want a computer to tell you who to start and who to sit. Computer, usually a lot better than me. Not going to lie to you. Duke Johnson and Will Fuller are going to be in for the Houston Texans. David Johnson still a fantastic play. I wouldn't expect him to see his 95% snap share, but above 80, most definitely in the circumstances as long as he doesn't get injured against the Vikings. So play David Johnson with a lot of confidence this week. Scotty Miller and Justin Watson both look like they're going to be in for the Bucks. Chris Godwin is out. So is Leonard Fournette. I moved up Ronald Jones in the rankings. Here's the thing. Whenever he sees more than 15 touches in a game, he tends to be a really good fantasy option. The problem is I don't trust Bruce Arian. So I didn't move him up into like the top 10. I believe he's number 21 in my running back rankings. He can definitely do better than that. But I have a trust factor here. If all of a sudden we see like, oh, LaShawn McCoy is being used like 40% of the time. It's not going to fucking super stun me. So uh, I don't have the utmost faith in Ronald Jones, but he should get all of the goal line work against the Chargers, uh, who on their side of the ball, Mike Williams is going to be out in this game. So more for Keenan Allen. He's another like a lock button guy this week. Tampa can't defend the slot. Keenan and Allen patrols the slot. They've given up a 75% catch rate to in between the numbers so far this season. So Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen are the two guys on the Chargers that you want. You don't want anyone on the outside against the Bucks. That's where Mike Williams would have been anyway. So you probably weren't going to play him. Not that big of a deal. But look for the Chargers to muck this game up, make it slow, keep it on the ground, can try to control the pace to the best of their ability. The Chargers tend to play up to their opponents and down to their opponents. So they're going to try to play up to the Buccaneers in this circumstance. Very tough to run on them so Eckler out of the backfield should be more involved in the passing game than the actual running game because it's just so hard to run on the Buccaneers Chris Carson it looked like he like blew out his knee last week and now it looks like he may play against the Dolphins this becomes an issue because we already didn't know what was going to go on in the Seahawks backfield it looked like Hyde would be the lead then you'd have Travis Homer spelling him and on passing downs then DJ Dallas wiki wiki was going to come into the game and maybe get a few snaps now with Carson potentially back in I doubt he's going to end up having his regular full workload so I still don't have him very high up in the rankings so I've dropped Hyde I've dropped Homer I've dropped Carson I have Carson as the best play of the three of them I don't even have the highest, utmost confidence in that. But they tell me to rank the players, so I rank the players. I would play Carson between all of the Seahawks running backs. He would be my choice if he's in. If not, Carlos Hyde would be the guy. I still wouldn't feel good about it. But the Miami defense is just brutal against the run. So, And then you would expect the Seahawks to score a lot of points in this game. Therefore, they'd be running the ball a lot. Uh, or Russell is just going to continue 
continue to throw like five touchdowns a game. Eventually, that's going to halt just a little bit, and they're going to do something on the ground. So if there's no Carson, you can play Hyde as a like fringy high flex play, low end running back too. And if Carson's in, I'd even drop him down a little bit lower than that because you know take him out of the equation Hyde probably gets like 55 to 60 percent of the snaps Carson probably between like 45 and 65 it's such a wide range you don't know how healthy he's going to be you presume that he is healthy because he's playing but if they get up by a bunch they're like all right Chris hit the bench you're doing fine uh save yourself for the rest of the run that we're going on we're playing the Dolphins this week. Not that big of a deal. DJ Chark looks like he is going to play with his chest injury on the road this week in Cincinnati. Uh, Chenault actually mispracticed on Friday. He has a questionable tag. I would still expect him to play. Just keep an eye on that one. Love Chark in this matchup if he's good to go. Also love Minshew along with him. DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk are both game-time decisions at Carolina. Fortunately, this is in the early slate of games, so you're going to know. Obviously, you're going to play DeAndre Hopkins if he is playing, uh, but if there's no Kirk and no Hopkins, you got some Andy Isabella in your life, you got some Keyshawn Johnson, maybe Larry Fitzgerald will end up doing something, but uh, these are sort of problematic injuries. All of the best receivers in fantasy football are dinged up somehow. Uh, Keenan Allen might be like the only one who isn't right now and just at 6500 bucks on DraftKings. He might just be the player. But with Hopkins, uh, it's going to be hard to trust him. But at least you're going to know. It's never you're never going to bench DeAndre Hopkins if he's playing. So you're going to if at 11:30 he's in, you're going to play him. Christian Kirk, you probably just leave him to the side anyway. Uh, he's dealing with a groin problem he missed last week. He's questionable for this week. I don't know if he's at 100 or not. It is a pretty decent matchup for Fitzgerald and Cliff Kingsbury has come out and said he wants to get Larry Fitzgerald, who's 98 years old, more involved. But hey, Adam Gase wants to do it to Frank Gore, and he puts that to the test. He proves it on the field. Give the old man the ball. Maybe Larry Fitz is the next one up in that circumstance. The problem here is if Hopkins plays, he inherits the best matchup of the week. If you go to ftndaily.com and use that cornerback versus wide receiver tool, the three best matchups of the week for receivers against bad cornerbacks, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, and actually Tyree Kill, because we are projecting that it's going to be Jonathan Jones with safety help over the top for Tyree Kill and not Stephen Gilmore. You might see Gilmore on Travis Kelsey, crazily enough, uh, when it comes down to it, because the Patriots kind of like to mix and match uh, with different matchups uh, every time they play an opponent. But they've been very good against Travis Kelsey in the past, and really limiting that passing game, but they're not at their full complement like they were last year of defensive backs, and the pass rush has gone down from what it was a year ago as well. But maybe they can scheme that. I still do like Tyreek Hill a lot this week. Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell are going to be out for the Indianapolis Colts at the Chicago Bears, uh, leaving Zach Pascal to draw one of the worst matchups of the week. So just be aware of that going in. Mo Cox actually has the best one because T.Y. not looking great either. He draws an even worse matchup than Zach Pascal does. Steve Sims is out for the Washington footballs. Terry McLaurin missed Friday's practice. It was a brand new thigh injury. He may not play come Sunday, so keep an eye out him on the inactive sheet. Uh, I would guess that right now they haven't said like, oh, he's definitely going to be out, which means he's probably leaning towards playing. If not, you're looking at like Dontrell Inman, maybe some more Logan Thomas. Bryce Love has also been put on the injured reserve in that backfield. So I like J.D. McKissick coming into the week because you expect his 14-point underdogs are going to be passing a lot. McKissick is playing almost every passing down for Washington, and that's the only guy that Haskins is really checking down to. He's $4,000 on DraftKings. He's not a great play, but if you're playing in a cash game and need to save money or you just have a terrible lineup in fantasy football because you're dealing with Pittsburgh being postponed, Tennessee being postponed, if you had like Connor and Derrick Henry as your two running backs... 
McKissick and a half point or full point PPR isn't like the best option in the world, but out of like the James White's or Chris Thompson's like that type of player, like he could have a floor of like 12 PPR points, which isn't terrible. Like I would expect somewhere between like four and eight targets for him out of the backfield. Maybe you get lucky. He breaks one off during garbage time and all of a sudden he's scoring 20 fantasy points. He's in a position to have one of those types of games. So just keep McKissick on your radar. He's like 1% owned. You can go get JD McKissick right now. If you actually want him, if you need him, uh, he is a lifeline this week on the waiver wire. If you need someone to fill in Kareem Hunt looks like he is going to play. He'd been limited in practice all week. So uh, I've kept him inside the top 20. You expect that to be a high scoring game, a game where Cleveland's going to have to pass a lot that would make it more of a hunt game. They're going to try to establish Chubb as much as possible, but if they drop behind, I would expect to see more hunt on the field than Chubb because that's just what we've been seeing. And those are all the early slate of games, the one o'clock games in the later slate. Um, Actually, James White is going to be playing for the Patriots as well. So I d- dumped down Rex Burkhead in my rankings a little bit. Burkhead would still be the one I would prefer to play. Damian Harris has been activated off the injured reserve as well. I don't have the information yet as of this moment whether or not he's going to play. But you could be looking at a four-headed backfield for New England plus Cam running the ball. Not an enviable situation whatsoever for fantasy purposes. One of them will probably be great. Which one? Couldn't tell you. Probably Rex, but then it's probably going to be like Damian Harris. So just be very pensive with that situation. If you have any better options and you feel okay with it, go with them. Uh, Cam Akers is going to be out for the Los Angeles Rams, so fire up some Daryl Henderson. Everyone's using David Johnson on DraftKings. You can pivot onto Henderson pretty easily for, I believe it's $100 cheaper or exactly the same price, but he's accounted for 83% of the Rams' fantasy points amongst running backs the last two weeks. So between him and Brown, it's definitely Henderson, at least for the moment until Sean McVay decides to throw us a curveball once again. But the Giants can't stop anyone on the ground, so Henderson projects to have a really, really, really good matchup. Sterling Shepard on the other side. Obviously, he is out. Uh, and that leads us to the worst cornerback wide receiver matchups of the week. Michael Gallup uh, on the outside against Cleveland, projected to face Denzel Ward if he ends up going as a terrible matchup. So he has the worst one of the week. T.Y. Hilton uh, at the Chicago Bears has a terrible matchup as well, as does Darius Slayton on the outside, regardless of which side that he is on. If it's Ramsey, I mean, that's one thing, but it probably won't even be him. Still a terrible matchup against the Rams. What you want to do against the Rams in a game where Daniel Jones is likely going to be throwing is almost like the Keenan Allen situation against Tampa Bay. Inside the numbers, Golden Tate, sneaky good play this week. Evan Ingram could finally have a week this week. Uh, but again, you know, that entire team is terrible, so I wouldn't put too much faith in them. But those two guys would project to be the highest fantasy performers at least on paper uh, for the Giants against the Rams this week and that Oakland in the Vegas Buffalo game John Brown and Zach Moss both appear to be in so the $3,200 sleeper of the week Gabriel Davis he gets bumped back down the list John Brown will be starting in his place he's not like worthless but he's not going to have the role that we saw last week against the Rams John Brown projected to play you can fire up some John Brown and with Singletary Move down Singletary. The the problem now is instead of seeing 80% of the snaps, he's going to see between like 50 and 60% of the snaps with Zach Moss back. You can project him around like 30. Maybe Yeldon still gets involved a little bit. But the Josh Allen factor of him rushing him stealing the goal line touchdowns is just going to be very problematic for Devin Singletary so uh, he's still a start as a very low end running back too but you might have better options maybe he's a flex but you know the ceiling's always there if he scores a touchdown especially a long one it's just he's not going to get as many opportunities with Zach Moss back on the other side Brian Edwards out Henry Ruggs doubtful to play 
I would think that the Bills will go out of their way to take away Darren Waller. I mean, it's going to be very tough to do. He's a very good player. But Hunter Renfro is the in the perfect position to torch the Bills. They're very poor against slot receivers. We've seen it every week so far this season. We saw Crowder go off on the week one, Cooper Cup. Last week, Hunter Renfro is like the last man standing for the Raiders. Uh, he drew a very good target share last week against the Patriots, scored a touchdown. Uh, I think we can see that again this week. If you're looking for someone cheap or, again, a plug-and-play off the waiver wire, Hunter Renfro would be the guy I would fire up. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager, you're out of here. J.J. Arcego-Whiteside, probably not going to play either in the Sunday night game against the 49ers. Not great. So as much Greg Ward and Zach Ertz as you can handle, or Miles Sanders, like all three of those guys are really good plays this week. Because uh, I legit, I mean, Hightower might not even play on the outside for the Eagles right now. So fire up your Eagles. It's going to be a very condensed situation. Obviously, that's a showdown slate on DraftKings. It's not a part of the main slate. But for your fantasy leagues, uh, you know, Greg Ward as a high upside wide receiver three this week is definitely a thing. For whatever reason, like Wentz can't complete passes to anyone, except for when he throws to Greg Ward, it's like sticky tack. He's like hot hands in little giants. I don't know what's going on here. But on the other side, Mostert, Coleman, and Jimmy G are all out for the 49ers Kittle is back and Debo Samuel is back as well uh, although it said that his role is probably going to be limited I don't see how you can feel comfortable starting Debo Samuel coming off the injury and they're already telling you it's going to be a limited situation so he's way down in the rankings I got somewhere like 60 I don't even know who I'd want to play realistically as long as the 49ers can try to run the ball I mean Kittle you're definitely going to play as long as they can still aptly run the ball, they're going to try to do that with Jarek, with Jeff Wilson. Uh, potentially with Jordan Reed placed on IR and Kittle back, Smelly Dwelly might actually be the number two receiver on this team. It's like him or Ayuk. And it's still not an enviable situation because Slay is going to take someone out. And if Debo is limited, he's probably going to be on Ayuk. So it's not a great fantasy situation for the 49ers outside of the guys that you're definitely going to play. You probably don't want the periphery pieces. Uh, in the Monday night game, Devontae Adams looks like he is going to play. Alan Lazard is going to be out for this game, but there always is the potential that Devontae Adams isn't going to go. That would leave MVS as the very logical play to go against the Falcons. After that, you have Darius Shepard, who played the second most snaps last week at receiver 33% with Adams out. So I guess logically he would be the third receiver on this team. Then you have Robert Tanyan, uh, who's going to see just more work at tight end if you need to go pick these players up. So if you're waiting for Adams, once again, if you have the ability, you put him into your flex spot just to give yourself more outs. You don't need necessarily a receiver to replace him. You could use Shepard. You could use Tanyan. You could use Tyler Irvin if he ends up getting more run as a potential scat back and maybe line up receiver a little bit if it comes down to it. And on the other side of the ball, Russell Gates age has is going to be playing he's past concussion protocol he practiced in full on friday he's in calvin ridley in his ankle and julio jones still both questionable both projected to play but again they may not so for the packers and falcons players saturday practice because it is the monday night game is going to be critical so again that's why i wait until saturday evening to answer the questions and update the rankings because that saturday practice is going to tell us a lot about that monday night game if jones or ridley can't go you got my guy oz oz the ozone layer he's probably the one who's going to played the most snaps then Brandon Powell then Christian Blake are all options if you need them if for whatever reason that you're waiting on Julio you're waiting on Ridley which you should do they're both excellent players then those would be your options to go to or some of the Packers guys if Adams doesn't go it's a really tricky situation (laughs) with this Monday night game everyone's just hurt at this point 
Uh, running back, DraftKings ownership percentage, the chalkiest plays of the week. No shocker here that Alvin Kamara is going to be the highest owned running back. He should be. He is a must play. He's an excellent play this week. Zeke is going to be second. David Johnson and Mike Davis project to all carry more than 15% ownership this week. At receiver on DraftKings for the main slate, DJ Moore is shaping up to be the highest priced receiver. I like Moore fine. I like Robbie Anderson almost just as much, and he's going to come in with like one third the ownership, and he's cheaper. If you're looking to pivot off of more Robbie Anderson in the same game is probably the way to go. I'm not super terrified of Patrick Peterson anymore. I'm just not. Uh, he's not the guy that he once was. Cornerbacks get to live so long on their reputation that you can really take advantage of ownership in some spots on DraftKings or even plays against them just because this you expect this to be a high pace game I guess if Kirk and Hopkins are out for the Cardinals maybe that offense is as good maybe it runs a little bit slower but let's just say that those guys are playing or at least Hopkins is going to play for the Cardinals then I would expect it to be up pace and Robbie Anderson would be the very logical pivot in that circumstance the next highest three Tower Lockett DK Metcalf no shocker and Amari Cooper hey they're playing at home in the highest projected point total game of the week makes a lot of sense especially with Gallup in his terrible matchup at tight end Waller and Kelsey are really the only two that you're looking at that are going to end up in probably cracking 10 to 15 percent Waller especially looks like to be the guy with everyone out we saw this last week teams can really key in on taking him out of games why I like Renfro in that spot uh Mark Andrews and Gisicki I mean Gisicki is my guy this week he's only $5,100 it doesn't seem like he's going to carry much ownership whatsoever so I do like him in this spot over those two guys based on like price point and ownership and then defenses uh the Rams the Ravens and the Bucks um it's really hard to find a pay down defense you just might have to gamble there if that's where you want to save some money I like the Rams the best out of those three options and I would probably just try to fade the chalk at defense because it's really hard to predict defenses and random ones will just end up playing really well maybe the Bears at home against the Colts is a way to go uh if you actually have to have Philip Rivers throwing the ball for any length of time that's usually a good thing when you have a good defense so maybe they're the option that people don't seem to be gravitating towards for quarterback everything's kind of flat uh Deshaun Watson is the only one I have projected over 10 percent right now and that's still specious so that might drop below 10 percent so Whatever stack you want to do, whatever quarterback you want to play, go at it because it seems like you're going to have a unique lineup regardless. Once again, I'm going to be answering the questions in the comment section on Saturday evening around 7 p.m. So you can check back anytime after that. I should have those answered. If not, the rankings are all updated in the description. You can find the listeners league link down there as well. Smash the like on the way out. Leave a review for the podcast and go back and watch all of the other content pertaining to fantasy football or other on Mayo Media Network, which you should subscribe to on YouTube right now. If you're looking for my DraftKings cheat sheet, it's up on DraftKings Playbook. And I have my pivots article up on ftndaily.com right now. If you like the tools up there, use code Mayo. Get yourself a discount, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.